This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It is Jake, your host. Today's episode, we are at a community staple in our North Georgia region. The Buford Corn Maze has been around for over a decade. Many of us know of it, but we don't know a whole lot of the history of it. And I'm going to tell you, this episode has a bucket list item hidden in it for you. And we're going to talk about that towards the end of the episode But I came home as soon as we got done recording, and I told my wife, and I'm like, we are going to do this. This is part of the whole reason I do the podcast. It's one of the things I love about getting to meet people in our area, hear their stories, hear about uh, their journeys into what they're doing now. Because, look, those of us who love the North Georgia region, I'm telling you, we are just rich with treasures like the Buford Corn Maze, and we haven't even scratched the surface of really what it is and how it got there. And when we learn about the history, we learn about the road that some of these entrepreneurs and these small business owners are on, it just makes us love and appreciate the community we live in that much more. For those of you who are listening to this podcast on other platforms, I got some good news for you. We are now on pretty much every platform you would listen to music or podcasts. So we were recently added to Amazon Music, Audible, Stitcher, uh, some of the other ones that you may be listening to podcasts or music on, in addition to our normal staples, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Uh, So we are wherever you're listening to music, we are probably there. So you don't have to go in and out of different apps now. Thank you so much for those of you who are sharing this with your friends and your family and your coworkers and your neighbors and people you see at the grocery store. Look, we all need reasons to be a little more excited and a little more positive in 2020. And this is one of those things that I hope will be that and do that for you. You know how to find us online, Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast. You can email us at North Georgia Life Podcast at gmail.com. And hey, I'm doing something at my house. I'm going to encourage you to do it at your house because I think it's going to make a lot of people smile and happy. And it's a new thing for 2020 because 2020 has been a wonderful and horrid new thing for a lot of us. So I am putting my Christmas lights up, total Clark Griswold styled, and I'm turning them on for one night on Halloween. Yes, yes I am. I don't care what anybody says. They're going on on Halloween night. I'm putting a sign in my yard that is going to say the curse is broken. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm seriously doing this. Do not try me. I will post a picture on Facebook uh, or Instagram. When the time comes, uh, I will not have them on the whole month of November. So those of you who are Christmas prudes, just <laughs> just just back up off me, okay? Uh, they'll they'll go back on uh, once uh, Thanksgiving hits. But hey, if you want to join in, it'd be something fun to do while the weather is good. One of the other reasons I put up Christmas lights early is because the weather's not terrible. Sometimes when we get into uh, mid-November, early December, when people are putting Christmas lights up, it's windy and it starts to get brutally cold. So with that, we will get started. 
at the Buford Corn Maze. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It is Jake your host, and today's episode is a familiar staple in our North Georgia region. Uh, many of you have probably been to. Uh, we are off Friendship Road in Buford, Georgia at the Buford Corn Maze. And today we are talking with Rodney Miller, who is the resident founder. And there's a lot more here than than just a uh, corn maze, so we're going to sh- talk about that today, but also tell you a little bit about Rodney, his background, and, and some of the other things he's got his hands in in life. So you are one of the few people that I met who is genuinely uh, far busier than I am, which is, <laughs> is hard to imagine. Uh, so You mean so, I'm crazier than you? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you said it, not me, but yeah, no, um, uh, we both have uh, very much the entrepreneurial gene. Uh, you are um, a little further uh, along in uh, in that stream of life than I am, so I'd be excited to to pick up any nuggets of wisdom from your journey. But let's kind of start with where's Rodney Miller come from? Yeah, you know I'm from Southern Illinois. I grew up on a farm. I always say I was born a farmer. I hope to die a farmer, and if that happens today, I will have succeeded. And uh, I didn't have, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a farming operation there and a small one in South Georgia, where actually my home is near in near Osceola, if you know where that's at, uh-huh. a small town down there, and. Um, always had this dream to start an agritourism business uh, back on my farm in Illinois, really, originally. And, uh, but it wasn't done as near as well as this because not a big deal to walk through a cornfield in Illinois. (laughs) 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 But uh, moved here, became the CEO of a tractor manufacturer that had their headquarters here in in North American headquarters here in uh, Duluth. And, and so came across this property, started kind of, I collect antique tractors too. So Huh. kind of was pl- using it to play with and then i went to the owner and said hey would you care if i did a corn maze here and um and so he said yeah so um, our best friends at the time and uh, uh, still good friends is uh, jerome and tina beggs and i asked them if they wanted to be partners with me and my wife kendra and they said sure and so we've been on this journey together now for 12 years and we growed it from the first night we were open we had one person come. No. <laughs> yes, no. one person. <laughs> and that person still comes. As a matter of fact, her son is working here this year. How about that? <laughs> so we've grown from, I always say, from a broken down pickup and a tent to what we are today. Yeah. Uh, so how many people are you having come through the corn maze uh, on a given season? You know, we, we'll have um, tens of thousands. Yeah. We'll have... We've had as many as 12,000 on a weekend. Wow. Um, oh, my so gosh. October is a big, big month for us, obviously. Yep. September gets better every year, and I'm really encouraged that we're as good as we've ever been in September. Mm-hmm. Last year, we were, had our best September ever, and we're just slightly ahead of that, so I'm very grateful because I did, didn't know with the COVID thing and everything. Right. But we really stress social distancing. We have policies in place and guidelines, and I think people are coming and feel comfortable because yeah. It's an outdoor event. I was going to say, they can still enjoy it because it That's is right. outdoors. That's um, right. And let's face it, we're, we, all, we all want to um, have fall rain in. It's yeah. been a brutal summer. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're finally getting a break in the weather, and it feels glorious, and people want to come out and, and enjoy some of those things they've done in years past, and you've made a, a safe way to do that here. So. Yeah, you know, and the one thing that when we got up, when we first opened, you know, we have a lot of new attractions this year. We have a new restaurant and new restrooms. We have new offices. We have two big slides, uh, mm-hmm. two or three other games. Uh, of course, we have our hayride, the corn maze, haunted forest, and jumping pillows, and all kinds of other things to play. We have lots of animals. We have baby calves. We're going to have uh, alpacas this weekend. It's a big oh, alpaca wow. weekend. People <laughs> love alpacas. And uh, it, it's, you know, but the one thing 
I try to welcome as many people as I can. Of course, I can't welcome everybody, but me and my partners, we try to be as friendly as we can be. And, and I'm always saying thank you for coming. And you know the number one response this year is thank you for being open. Thank you for being open. I, I mean, Absolutely. it is almost unanimously that's what they say back. Yeah. And uh, so I think people are just glad to get out. Yes. And first year we sold season passes, and we're selling a lot of season passes mm-hmm. because I think people want to come back multiple times because – there's just not much else to do. And, and like what you were saying, there's a lot more to do than just go through a corn maze. Uh, a lot more. So let's start with the corn maze. First of all, how do you plan out the corn maze so it's different every year? <laughs> you know, when we first started, I read a book on it. And uh, we, you plan it crisscross, so you want it pretty thick. And then I cut the maze in when it got about a foot high with a zero-turn mower. And I, I designed all these paths, and I just did it myself. Well, as we grew and everything... There's a company in Idaho now who designs it for us. We put designs in it. Channel 2 WSB is one of our partners. And, uh-huh. and so there's a channel. And we focused on all the healthcare workers this year. We yeah. also have a tribute to them. So, yeah, you know, now they design it, and they come and cut it out with a GPS on a tractor. They don't even touch the steering wheel. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've wow. progressed. <laughs> that is amazing. So that's the corn maze, the haunted forest. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, that opens this weekend, Saturday night. And um, so we open at dark every night till, till we close. And it's just a, a great thing if you like that kind of thing. You uh-huh. know, and there are a lot of people that like that. Yes. You know, and, and we have a gentleman that works with us that runs that every year, and he's done a great job, James. And so it, just, it grows every year. We have a different theme every year. And, you know, there's actually a, a service that rates haunted houses and stuff. Get who, out who of knew? here. <laughs> you know, but we've got a nine, nine or a 9.5 out of 10, even got a 10 a few times over the last wow. few years. Wow. So it must be pretty good. I was but, you say. know, scary is, is variable. What's yes. scary to me is not always scary to you right. and that type of thing. So Some of the other things that you've got here for people to enjoy. Yeah, we have good concession food. We have a fully health department approved kitchen uh-huh. where we have uh, you know hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and you know all, then we have a corner store that has all kinds of candies and snacks and we also sell local honey and mm-hmm. lots of other different cool things like that in there uh-huh. and then we sell pumpkins and we okay. just got our first pumpkins this week and we sell a lot of pumpkins and people like the experience we have lots of places to take pictures with and stuff like that so yeah it's a family event no doubt about it i was gonna say so really you could come you know come after lunch spend the whole afternoon into the evening here uh get your pumpkins for doing your jack-o'-lanterns plenty of variety of things to do for different ages and, yep. and interest levels and and then get get dinner here get us snacks while you're That's here right. the the animals tell us about some of the animals that you've got here yeah for people. we have some little baby calves that are about two weeks old now so we wow. bottle feed them every morning and every night and uh so if you get here about seven you can watch this bottle feed it's kind of a big attraction for yep. people that are here and uh then we have baby pigs, we have baby goats, we have ponies, we have pony rides, chickens, rabbits. And then our big attraction this year is alpacas. And this is alpaca weekend, so we'll have them here all weekend. Okay. And we're real excited about that. They're real friendly. One of my partners, Jerome Martino, will be down there all the time to kind of tell you about alpacas. You know, they're really different. You know, they don't like their head touched. Uh, I'm learning a bunch of stuff. I, I'm not an expert. I, I learned this just this morning. So. Right, right. Yeah, did you learn the easy way or the hard way? Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the property? Why did you pick this location? Of, of I mean, there, when you did this, 
what, 12 years ago, you said? Yeah. There, were, there was far more raw land than there is right now oh, yeah. uh, in the Friendship Corridor. Friendship um, was just a little two-lane road. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a, And, you know, I come across this gentleman, Mr. Watford, and, and his family homesteaded this. His wife's family homesteaded this back in 1840. Wow. It's always been in their family, and they didn't want to sell it. And over time now, we have a lifetime lease, but they've just been so gracious. You know, most people want to cash out and take the money. And, right. But they didn't really want to keep it the family farm. So mm. we have a great, great relationship with them, and we're, we're so thankful because without that, we couldn't yeah, have done it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Switch gears here. You're an entrepreneur at heart. So tell us about some of the other things you have going on in life. You, you've got a TV show. Yes. Uh, crazy. You know, I was, I've was i been a farmer, and I, I was a basketball coach back in Illinois. I always say I'm one of the few guys who was the CEO of a tractor manufacturer who was also coach of the year in Illinois in 1984. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of unique. I, I, I feel pretty confident I'm uh, the only Take one. that, Bobby Knight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was in the tractor industry, became CEO of McCormick International uh, mm-hmm. and in another tractor company along the way. Then I had this dream and vision to start a show that told the real story of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Small Town Big Deal. We go all over America. We highlight features, kind of, things kind of like this, yep. really. Big deals in small towns. People making a difference. You know, the, the flyover states, we filmed in 44 states so far. Uh, we're on 275 stations across America. Wow. We're on ABC here in Atlanta. And... Um, and my partner and I, my co-host, Jan Carl, she's famous. I'm just a farm boy. But she, she saw the first episode and reached out to us and said it's the show she's always wanted to do. The she, very first episode. The very first. And she was on Entertainment Tonight for uh-huh. 14 years. She's a big star. She's been in a lot of movies. And I'm like, you want to work with me? I, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, I was shocked. But that gave us instant credibility. And yeah. she's helped the show in so many ways. And it's been a challenge for the last nine years. But... We keep growing. We get more stations every year, and we're very grateful for yeah. that. And you were you were telling me before we started your what's your ranking in the the syndicated? Yeah, like so. Last week, as an example, we were the 64th most watched TV syndicated TV show on on TV. Wow! Which that puts you up there with some. And you know, we beat shows like King and Qu- King of Queens and How I Met Your Mother and shows you've all heard of. Right. So, and you probably never, you, some of you, if you don't watch us, you might not have heard of it because we don't get any promotion because the stations don't promote us because they don't own us. Yeah. You know, so, so uh, we're independently owned by Jan and I and a few investors. So, so it's kind of different than anything else out there. Yeah. And I think for, for people who are, especially those who uh, like the, the concept and the idea of, of this podcast, this is going to be right up your alley. Oh, yeah. So I watched a, I watched a few episodes and I was like, this this would be amazing. This is like the podcast on steroids. It's on a national level. Uh, obviously, it's a it's it's filmed, not just audio, but uh, some of the places that you've gone. Any any one particular, you're like, I would go back there tomorrow if everything worked out. You know, we've filmed over 300 locations around America, wow. 44 states, and I don't know how many times we've went somewhere and Janet and I have looked at ourselves and said. I could live here. I mean, you know, this is just a fun place. And, yeah. But some of my favorite episodes might be uh, the tug of war across the Mississippi. I mean, who knew they did what? something like that? The <laughs> Corps of Engineers shuts it down for four hours <laughs> no. so they can do this. Between a little town in Iowa and a little town in, in, in Illinois, and it's been going on for like 35 or 40 years. Get out of here. Yeah, who knew? And um, so those kind of things are some of my funnest. You know, the largest pumpkin festival in the world in Ohio, things like that are just 
I tell you what, one of my favorites, I, I'm a big festival and fair guy, mm-hmm. the Minnesota State Fair. If you have never been to that, you really should go because it's, it's like a fair you've never seen. But I'm going to tell you, there's one episode that ought to be on everybody's bucket list. <laughs> okay, and that's a D-Day reenactment in the northern Ohio on the banks of the Erie, a place that looks very much like Omaha Beach. Uh-huh. They have this reenactment of D-Day with 1,400 Allied troops. Get out of here. And 500 German troops. They have P-51, you know, I can't remember. The bombers. Bombers. Yeah. Yeah, not a P-51. But anyway, Higgins boats. You cannot. They have the only work in German 88 in the world. Oh, my goodness. Tanks. It was, it's like a, and it, 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 they reenact it to the, they have German camps, they have allied camps. And when Jan and I got there, we were like, how have we never heard of right. this? And, and it was only, we were only there because of your sent it in. And I tell you, it was, it was pretty emotional and touching. 25,000 people come. Wow. You need to go to that. If yes. you like, if you're patriotic and it will bring tears to your eyes. It's yeah. that good. Wow. And, the, and so how do people look that up? Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you search for on D-Day that? reenactment in Ohio, and okay. it'll come up. It'll come up. Yep. Okay. It's in August every year. They didn't have it this year, of course, but yeah. it'll be back next year. Awesome. There you go. That's, that's, yeah. that's the whole reason we do this podcast, <laughs> to find out new stuff to do. Um, so any, any favorite part of what you're doing just in, in life, in your entrepreneurial world with this, with this corn maze itself? You know, you're, you're one of those people who uh, I'm certain no day is – is the same as the next day. Yeah. Any favorite part beyond just the variety that... Yeah, you that know what I enjoy the most is I, I work in parking when I'm actually working out in the maze. And on busy days, I always work parking when I'm here. And my partner, Jerome, he, he feels the same way. I love working parking because we're the first to see you and the last to see you. Uh-huh. So it's our job to welcome you, make you feel at home. And then what I love is when I see them coming out and the kids are like, I don't want to go, you know, I want to stay, can we stay 10 minutes longer? You know, you don't have to ask them if they've had a good time. Right. And, and you know, maybe I've asked somebody if they had a good time that didn't give me, this was awesome. Maybe I've had a response, but I don't remember it. Maybe I've yeah. blocked that out of my mind, but I've, I've got thousands of responses. People just had a great time and it's, it's a family event. And it's just nice to do something that can help other families. Yeah, that's awesome. What's one of your favorite things? Other than the corn maze, what's your, one of your favorite things to do around the area? You, you know, um, I, I, not being from here, being from Southern Illinois, now living in South Georgia, but I did live in this area for about uh, seven or eight years. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I had – I probably haven't leisured much here. <laughs> yeah, I was say, <laughs> you know, my, like- my hobby is working on antique tractors when I have a really? few – Really? Yes, I have about 35 or 40 of a lot of my tractors have been on the covers of magazines around America and wow. stuff. And so that's, and I'll tell you, we have a unique tractor here. I brought one up for my collection. So under one of our tents is a tractor that Truett Cathy owned for what? decades. Wow. And what's so special about this tractor is that he built a platform on the back of it so he could haul foster kids in parades. Get and he would out put of here. flags all over it. And when I heard they were going to sell that after he died, they took it to an auction in, in Davenport, Iowa, and I drove all the way up there. I was going to buy that tractor. I didn't care what it bought. And I bought it and hauled it all the way back. I said, we could have saved a lot of trouble here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just that he was such a great guy. He yeah. did all these great things for foster kids. Mm. And to know that tractor, he sat on it, and all those little kids behind him, kind of special. That's a pretty special piece of equipment. 
Yeah, I, that, that, that'll do. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, so a question I like to do before the end of every episode is called the lightning round, which is a question that has absolutely nothing to do about anything. In your, because of your, your tractor collection, I don't know if you have um, have researched or expanded into Jay Leno's car collection, <laughs> but any any uh, non-antique tractor, but antique vehicle, motor vehicle, that Jay Leno might have that you would like to take for a spin? You know, I always say that um, I, I've never met an old tractor I didn't like or an old barn, and I'm starting to like old women. And so, uh, <laughs> so I would say I would probably like all of Jay's cars, but I will say this about car collecting or tractor collecting. Car collecting is a rich man's sport, and tractor collecting is a poor man's sport. Because <laughs> some of his are worth more than I am. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I do like to watch that, and he has a great passion for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do people find out more about you, the TV show, the corn maze? How do they get connected, social media, websites, whatever? Yeah, we have social media sites for all of them. Come to go to BufordMortonCornMaze.com. You can like us on Facebook. We try to update things there a lot. We're on Instagram, all that stuff. Same thing with the TV show. Go to SmalltownBigDeal.com. And then also, I'm president of a streaming, new streaming company in Nashville, Tennessee, about old country artists, and it's Country Road TV. So if you got an interest in that, go to that. Yeah, and that you, you were saying that was that's the kind of old original yeah. country music stars. Yes, like we have a lot of the libraries of the old ones, like Marty Robbins and people like that, and and we do all kinds of cool things. We got huge libraries of episodes, and and uh, so. It's strictly for country music fans. You yes. got to be accused, but if you're a country music fan and an old country music fan, you're gonna love that website. Yeah. And what are your hours of operation here at the Corn Maze? So it, now on the weekends we're open um, ten to ten, but next weekend, first week in October, we start being open from ten to midnight. Ten yeah, to midnight. It's late okay. when we get home. Yeah. Okay. So and then we in October we're open every day from ten to seven, and the weekday ten to midnight on the weekends. Okay. Awesome. Well, I know you got plenty of stuff to do to keep you busy, so uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up here, and I uh, really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.